Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. And brought to you by Mendeco. Talk to your Mendeco dealer or visit Mendeco.com to learn more about Mendeco land rollers and tillage equipment. Today, the BC port strike is over and we have Pulse Canada and the president of SARM say it's good that it's done, but they want unions and employers to be more proactive next time. The Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association wants the province and Ottawa to provide more supports for livestock producers facing drought conditions. And the grain markets did well this week, especially canola. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. After 13 days, the B.C. port strike has come to an end. The B.C. Maritimes Association said in a statement they've agreed to a four-year tentative deal with the International Longshore and Warehouse Union Canada, which represents 7,400 workers. The deal is subject to ratification by both the union and employer, and it comes after federal labor minister Seamus O'Regan ordered a mediator to issue terms of possible settlement earlier this week. Jeff English with Pulse Canada says there will be huge backlogs to clear, estimating it could take a week for every day that the port sat idle. He adds the catch-up will likely extend into harvest season. Well, right through harvest and a, and a very busy time, you know, I mean, uh, I represent the pulse industry. One third of Canadian pulses are exported via shipping container. A great deal of through them, uh, through the terminals at the West Coast. And obviously, as we hit harvest, it becomes, uh, you know, our big, one of our busiest shipping seasons of, of the year. So, you know, our concern throughout this process has always been if we as a country are not able to meet demand when times are slow, what capacity will our customers have confidence in our capacity to be able to meet demand when, when times are moving quickly. So it comes at what we would say one of the worst possible times. You know, we're, we're obviously happy to see an agreement reached and goods moving, but it, it's going to be a, a long slog to get things back up to what we would consider normal. The Canadian Federation of Independent Business is calling on Ottawa to make port workers an essential service. When asked if Pulse Canada agrees, English says their preference is to let both sides negotiate a deal. Obviously, you know, there are essential services in this country and it's for the government of the day to decide whether or not that's that's in the in the interest of Canadians. You know, we would point to the, the need the, the need for collective bargaining is something that that, uh, you know, this government has, has stipulated and I think is what was one of the rationale for why perhaps it waited as long as it did to uh, get in front of a mediator, get these parties back to work. Our focus now turns to what is the next 
contract that's expired or about to expire and who is it impacting will it be on rail will it be at ports you know the government will have a list of this we we have a list of these and are actively talking to them what are we doing proactively to ensure that we don't end up in this position again uh you know whether it's whether it's at the port of vancouver or the port of montreal or or on rail lines across the country you know what kind of role can the government play proactively in getting parties to sit down and work out these deals so that the canadian economy doesn't come to a standstill every time a, a negotiation like this uh, kind of enters into some sort of disagreement. President of the Saskatchewan Association of Rural Municipalities, Ray Orb, is glad the strike is over, but noted every time there's a strike in Vancouver, it hurts Saskatchewan producers. We've been following right from, right from the start, of course, uh, every time there is a strike in Vancouver, you know, it hurts Saskatchewan farmers, you know, it hurts, uh, hurts the producers that are, that are trying to move their grain, you know, and trying to trying to get uh, funding to pay their bills and things of that nature but also all the other industries that we have you know rural Saskatchewan we've got forestry you know we got we've got a lot of lumber that's shipped out we got a lot of potash you know those mines they're all located in in rural Saskatchewan and so when we get that backlog you know what it affects a lot of industries and it affects our arms but also the residents of the province and so we're we're pleased that uh, it appears that they will be going back to work uh, although we would have thought it would have happened a, a bit sooner but nevertheless we are pleased that it's uh, been ended that's Jeff English with Pulse Canada and SARM President Ray Orb reacting to the end of the BC port worker strike, which began on July 1st. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch. For Prairie 6 Inch eaves trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6 Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEavesTrough.ca. Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association is calling on the federal and provincial governments to take additional action to assist livestock producers facing extreme drought conditions across the province. Stock Growers President Garner Debald farms near Hodgeville between Swift Current and Moose Jaw. He says since early June, the drought has continued to expand in size and severity. The drought uh, for some here, you know, it's just an ongoing thing here for a number of years and the, the area shifts and shapes a little bit different every year. But this year uh, here in the southwest part of Saskatchewan and sort of up through the central part, uh, you know, from the first of June on, it, you know, it looked like earlier that things had kind of turned around, but it just has been uh, relentless, I guess. And, and so the, the drought in these areas is extreme and, you know, as bad as it's been the last few years and for some, you know, this is going on year four or five uh, or even more in a couple of places. So, uh, again, you know, it is uh, regional, and but again, in a big enough area here, significant part of the province that, uh, you know, they, they just are having a real challenging year. The federal and provincial governments have announced some measures to help livestock producers. Saskatchewan Crop Insurance Corporation announced earlier this week that producers will be allowed to divert additional acres of low-yielding cereal and pulse crops to feed, and eligible lease, uh, leases rather, could have the 2023 grazing rent reduced by 20 to 50%. And we're really thankful for that. I mean, some of those changes can make a difference for some and uh, definitely is a, a good start. And, you know, we, we do thank the uh, the governments for doing that. And it uh, will help some, but uh, again, for others, it, you know, they're just up against it. And that won't uh, be nearly enough, I guess, and, and won't provide the feed uh, supply that is needed. 
Diebold says Saskatchewan stock growers is submitting an enhanced drought survival proposal to the federal and provincial governments this week, which includes the recommendation for an immediate agri-recovery assessment. Some of them uh, have to do with crop insurance, you know, some things that uh, could be adjusted there, just uh, expediting the assessment and adjustment, uh, you know, making sure that we get uh, get out into the field quick enough to adjust some of these crops so they can be salvaged uh, for feed. Some of the other issues, I guess, has been the, the rainfall uh, forage insurance, you know, that is something the, the the coverage had been had really dropped this year, and so that is something that they we would like them to consider to returning to the the coverage levels of of 22 would be helpful. Also on the on the cash flow or financial side of things, there are a few things that we're asking for there. Uh, I guess first and foremost, agri recovery is something that should be considered. You know, implementing that or initiating uh, that so that it it could uh, possibly free up some dollars for for the areas that are hardest hit. The agri stability advance interim payments on that would would help possibly allowing producers to, uh, you know, access some of their agri-invest withdrawals tax-free. Again, I don't think on the cattle side there's a great amount of money there, but it definitely would help some. Also extending the the Crown Grazing Lease Rental Reduction Program, you know, that's something even looking forward into 2024 that would be helpful. And then also extending, uh, you know, some of the the payment repayments on on some of the farm credit loans and lines of credit, uh, you know, the the SEBA loans that are coming due here this fall, possibly just turning those over again, you know, extending that and, and you know, not forgiving them in any way, but uh, just giving some extension on that side of it. And then also on the, the farm and ranch water infrastructure program, again, you know, just in going back to 2021, the, the year, the real bad drought here, uh, the cost share had, had increased there to 75%, and that's something that we'd like to see return to that again, uh, possibly decreasing the gross farm uh, income uh, requirements there to $10,000. Uh, you know, it would help our, our smaller producers and, you know, the people that uh, maybe don't have the numbers or the net income that uh, to reach those levels at Definitely would fit them well. And the the FURWIP program is something I think it provides some long-lasting investments. And, and you know, for anyone that is uh, has taken advantage of that program, it, it sure helps drought-proof, you know, operations if they do have some water projects here that they can develop. And, and so any of those things that, that we can enhance on the FURWIP side is very much appreciated. Diebold says the Stock Growers Association believes that governments can and will do better to meet the progressive needs of drought-affected livestock producers in Saskatchewan. And they always have uh, stepped up. Sometimes it it hasn't been in a timely manner, but the last few uh, times that we've uh, been in this situation here, they definitely have stepped up and and have been of great assistance Uh, on the provincial side for sure. Um, You know, so those those things that, uh, you know, even starting out with the adjustment here or the, uh, the, yeah, the adjustment that they made on the crop insurance side here, the announcement that they made, uh, you know, that was really was in a timely fashion. So, um, you know, I think we can work together with them and, and really do look forward to, uh, you know, coming up with some solutions here that uh, that will help. Garner Diebold is president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Now today's Agri-View with Rod McDonald of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers.
Governments are being urged to help as drought conditions continue in parts of Saskatchewan. A handful of RMs in the province have declared agricultural disasters as a result of the drought and are calling on the province and the federal government to provide disaster relief to farmers and ranchers. Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association is calling on both levels of government to take additional action to assist livestock producers facing the extreme drought conditions. Stock Growers President Garner Deball says since early June, the drought has continued to expand in size and severity, especially in areas that have experienced multiple years of well below average precipitation. He says Saskatchewan Stock Growers is submitting an enhanced drought survival proposal to the federal and provincial governments, which includes the recommendation for an immediate agri-recovery assessment. DeBalt says the Saskatchewan stock growers believes governments can and will do better to meet the progressive needs of drought-affected livestock producers in Saskatchewan. The B.C. Maritime Employers Association says work has resumed at B.C. ports following a 13-day strike halted shipments. This comes after about 7,400 longshore workers and their employers at more than 30 ports along the B.C. coast reached a tentative deal. The four-year pact is subject to ratification by members of both the union and the maritime employers. Manitoba's Keystone Agricultural Producers and Manitoba Pork applauding the tentative agreement ending the B.C. port workers' strike. But at the same time, they're calling for measures to prevent future disruptions to critical exports. Tap General Manager Brenna Mahoney says while the West Coast ports were shuttered for 13 days, the disruption to food and agriculture supply chains will last for months longer, costing farmers and processors millions of dollars. Mahoney says damage to Canada's reputation as a reliable supplier will last for years and cannot be allowed to happen again. A total of eight cases of bovine TB have now been confirmed from a Saskatchewan cattle herd. The Canadian Food Inspection Agency reported last month that tissues from a heifer originating from Saskatchewan were confirmed positive for TB in a PCR test at slaughter in the U.S. in February. Post-mortem testing of the herd has yielded five more cases. The CFIA says as of July 12th, a total of eight cases of bovine TB have been confirmed from that herd. The agency also says it's now ruled that the initial heifer, which tested positive in the U.S., had not spent time on any other farm in the country. And a new report detailing reported cases involving agricultural confined spaces in 2022 has been released by Purdue University. The study found a 40% increase in the number of reported cases involving agricultural confined spaces between 2021 and 2022. The 83 total cases include 42 grain entrapments and four falls into or from grain storage structures. The 42 grain-related entrapments represented a 44.8% increase from 2021, the highest number of reported grain entrapments in over a decade.
Canadian agricultural injury data indicates there's an average of four fatalities due to grain entrapment every year in Canada. Grain entrapment happens in grain bins, trucks, wagons, rail cars, and grain piles. And that's today's Agri-Review. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary. Or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Special air quality statement still in effect due to the wildfire smoke from up in northern Saskatchewan. Today, partly cloudy and a 30% chance of showers this afternoon with a risk of a thunderstorm. Again, that widespread smoke. Winds from the northwest at 20 gusting to 40, then increasing to 40 to 60 kilometers this afternoon. High of 24. Tonight, partly cloudy, another 30% chance of showers and a risk of a thunderstorm. Still smoke. Winds from the northwest at 30 gusting to 50, then becoming light near midnight, below 10. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, local smoke. Winds from the northwest at 30, gusting to 50 kilometers an hour early in the afternoon. High of 22, a low 9. Sunday, sunshine. High of 22, a low of 11. Monday, sunny. High of 23. Monday night, cloudy and a 60% chance of showers. The low 13. Tuesday, partly cloudy with a 40% chance of showers. High of 24. Tuesday night, cloudy and a 60% chance of showers. The low 13. Wednesday, partly cloudy. High of 23, the low 13. Thursday, sunshine, high of 28 degrees. Normal highs for this period are around 25. Normal lows, 11. Sun rose at 5.03 this morning. Sun will set at 9.05 tonight. Around the province in Estevan and Weyburn, 23. Saskatoon and Yorkton, 18. Swift Current, 21. The warm spot in Saskatchewan is in Valmarie at 24. Cold spot is in Collins Bay at 11. In Regina, some smoke lingering. Northwest wind at 23 to 32 kilometers an hour, humidity at 54%, temperature 20 degrees or 68 Fahrenheit, barometric pressure at 101.2 and falling. In Moose Jaw, also smoke, west-northwest wind at 28 to 42 kilometers an hour, temperature 20 degrees. Again in Regina, smoke, northwest wind at 23 to 32, temperature 20 degrees. Back in a moment. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. Some positive movement in the grain markets this week. Future Commodity Advisor with PI Financial, Adam Piccalo, says the Ice Future canola contract for November was up about $53 a ton for the week, pushing the price up to about $814. He says this is an increase of approximately $200 since the May 31st low of $611 a metric ton. For the Minneapolis wheat contract, Piccolo says the September contract is up 30 cents a bushel to around $8.75 for the week. A few things this week that I've been watching. Uh, the first is for all commodity markets, how the U.S. dollar has dropped to a 15-month low. 
So that's uh, very important for not only the stock market, but also commodity markets as well, too. So that's going to be fairly supportive kind of overall here for markets and a bit of more of a risk on kind of mentality for everything. So uh, talking on the wheat side of things, it seems that there is a bit of a technical turn on the charts. Uh, Higher is what actually the bulls kind of need. I'm seeing that, you know, we could have a little bit more upside here in, in kind of the wheat markets. I'm definitely talking about uh, hedging some new crop with clients kind of uh, on using most likely the Kansas contract using options. And really, the Minneapolis doesn't uh, have options that are that that liquid, but uh, you can use the futures if, uh, if that suits the client's risk tolerance. Did the uh, Bank of Canada interest rate announcement this week have any sort of an effect on the markets? Yeah, good to kind of touch on that as well, too. So when central banks, so the Bank of Canada, the U.S. Federal Reserve, raise interest rates, that is typically a positive sign for the currency. So we actually did see the Canadian dollar go up as well, too, this week. The September futures kind of hitting a high of about uh, 7650 um, yesterday. So uh, that's a pretty, pretty nice move for the Canadian dollar. That's definitely, I would say, one thing I'm talking to clients about too is, is their borrowing costs. And now with this, the, the prime rate increased to, to 5%, how is that affecting their loans? Um, I have a network of professionals that I work with to actually help clients uh, potentially consolidate loans or even you know, get a better rate on some of the other ones. So talking on the Canadian dollar as well too here, the oil prices have gone quite a bit higher as well in recent weeks. So since uh, June 28th, we've increased about $8 a barrel. And that has kind of been another positive factor for, for the Canadian dollar here recently. Okay. And uh, just kind of going on the wheat side of things, uh, I know we talked the last couple of weeks about it uh, kind of trading sideways, so to speak. Was that kind of the trend for this week or has it, uh, you know, gone, you know, predictably, so to speak, for the lack of a better term, up or down? Yeah, good, good question. So I would say that the last couple of weeks has definitely been going sideways, but and that's when you start to look, especially I do on the charts, for some technical signals of potential buying. Um, and that's what we might actually be seeing here again with kind of the U.S. Um, dollar down. So that's supportive. Uh, fund buying was actually estimated at about 3,500 contracts of wheat um, on the Chicago side just yesterday, combined with about 38,000 contracts like across the grain and soy complex. So usually heavy buying is a good thing for the market. Um, and as well, too, uh, there has been news of grain corridors expiration or, or extensions will likely come over the weekend. So that's something that I'm kind of watching for, for next week. Anything else that we should be kind of looking out for for the next week? Um, you know what, rains seem to be limited in the northern kind of plains and kind of over the prairies here in Canada over the next week. So that's something to kind of definitely keep in touch um, on for spring wheat conditions and, and maybe where as well too kind of canola goes in the, and kind of over the next kind of few months here as well too. Adam Bacallo is a future commodity advisor with PI Financial. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. 
and Arcola Building Supplies, Small Town Lumberyard, Big On Service, ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Allison Fransu, an agri-environmental specialist with the Ministry of Agriculture based out of North Battleford, provided this week's Saskatchewan Agriculture Report. On April 1st, the Ministry of Agriculture launched the new Sustainable Canadian Agricultural Partnership suite of programs, also known as Sustainable CAP. Within Sustainable CAP, we have the Resilient Agricultural Landscapes Program, which assists producers to adopt beneficial management practices that improve soil health, water quality, and increase biodiversity. Our forage seeding programs are part of this. Funding is available to convert cultivated acres to permanent tame or native forages. You will need to work with your local Ministry of Agriculture Agri-Environmental Specialist to ensure your forage blend is approved for funding. Forage seed is an investment, so planning out a forage blend before seeding is important to ensure the species will grow and be productive for the intended use of the stand, whether that is hay production, grazing, or a combination. Things to consider could be how many cuts of hay are planned, or if pasture is what's being seeded, how intensely will it be grazed? Some species will be a better fit for one or the other. Ministry specialists will be at Ag in Motion during the Dynamic Speaker Series. Catch up with us there for more information on evaluating forages for your operation or on grazing management and maximizing your pasture potential. Check the Ag in Motion schedule for times and locations. Also visit us at our booth to meet some of our specialists from across the province and learn about our programs and other services we offer. For information on all programs available under the new Sustainable Canadian Agricultural Partnership delivered through the Ministry of Agriculture, you can check out our website for more details at saskatchewan.ca slash s-cap or call the Agriculture Knowledge Centre at 1-866-457-2377. I'm Alison Fransu, and this has been the Saskatchewan Agriculture Report. Again, that's Alison Fransu, an agri-environmental specialist with the Ministry of Agriculture based in North Battleford. Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were up in early trading today. Canola is up 10 cents at 761.92 a metric ton. Number one red spring wheat is up $8.81 at 392.54. The rest were unchanged. Durham 398.44, feed barley 335.61, chickpeas 1036.17, flax 501.98, lentils 702.50, oats 255.32. Yellow peas 335.92, feed wheat 270.97. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for September is up 14.5 cents at $8.76 and a quarter cents a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock, 842-4574. 
This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw. 715 offer at, on offer at our Tuesday regular sale. This cow market was on a lower trend. There is lots of cows showing up, especially in some of these drier regions. These good, big, strong cows, 149 to 156, sales to 159. Medium cows, 135 to 148. The good bulls trade from 160 to 176. We did sell two loads of black steers for Diamond Day Farms at Gerben. Based them at 885, they bring 315.75. That's $2,794 a steer at the yard. Regular sale of cows and bulls here every Tuesday. We're expecting a couple hundred plus yearlings here for next Tuesday. For more market information, give Heartland Moose Jaw call at 692-2385. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. The latest pork prices are at $234.65 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Premier Danielle Smith says Alberta is in discussions with British Columbia as part of a push to greatly expand the reach of Canadian natural gas to more foreign markets. Smith told delegates at the International LNG 2023 conference in Vancouver that many countries in Asia can't meet emission reduction goals without natural gas and that Canada should fill that gap. Smith says she wants to find ways to create more interested export infrastructure that would supply Asia with LNG, while Canadian jurisdictions gain the carbon credits that are generated from displacing more polluting fuels such as coal in those markets. The Premier says Alberta is not stopping at talking to B.C., identifying the Yukon-Alaska corridor through Skagway, a Saskatchewan-Manitoba corridor to Churchill, and possible links to James Bay in Ontario as ideas to explore. Statistics Canada says manufacturing sales rose 1.2% in May to $72.9 billion. The rebound from an overall decline of 0.1% in April was due in large part to sales of chemical products. Chemical product sales rose 4.8% in May to $5.9 billion, boosted by higher sales of pesticide, fertilizer, and other agricultural products in Alberta. Manufacturing sales also got a lift from an increase in pharmaceutical and medicine product sales in Ontario. On the markets, the TSX is up just three points at 20,281. The Dow is up 117 points to 34,513. Oil is down $1.46 at $75.43 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at 75.70 cents US. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.